Praise God. Well, you know, every time we get together, God does great and mighty things. If you weren't here last Sunday morning, Sunday night, this morning, you need to get the CDs. Um, Last Sunday night was a little bit of a different service. I would call it, I guess, more inspiration and exhortation. But one of the things that the Holy Spirit said was that God was positioning us for Holy Ghost interceptions. And that had to be by the Spirit of God, because I don't know that much about football. But nonetheless, Dale and Rolla, they told me that they stood up and said, I'm receiving that Holy Ghost pass. Hallelujah. How many of you are getting those Holy Ghost interceptions? An interception is something that you weren't expecting to happen. It's something that changes the course of a game. And Pastor, I didn't even really think about it, but he said, you know, there's another part to that. When the, an interception takes place, it's when the field, when the defense is out there on the field. You're on the defense, and then you get a Holy Ghost interception, and all of a sudden you're on the offense. You're in control. Hallelujah. So God's doing great and mighty things in this place, and He's doing great and mighty things in all of our lives. Can I hear an amen? amen. Praise the Lord. Well, tonight's going to be a little bit different. We're going to do a teaching. I felt in my heart because we are preparing for increase. We are on the threshold. I'm not saying it's coming because I'm saying it's here. Hallelujah. We are on the threshold of the greatest move of God that this earth has ever seen. I don't care how dark the world may be getting because the darker the world gets, the brighter the church. Hallelujah. He is going to fill his church with glory. And the glory of the latter house is going to be greater than that of the former. We're not just saying these things. We believe these things based upon the word of the living God. And when you are expecting God to move, when you are anticipating and believing and confessing and expecting, then you need to be prepared. You need to get prepared for what's about to happen. Hallelujah. How many of you women have ever been expecting? If you've ever been expecting, I'm telling you, it's a great day when you find out that this little bundle of joy is on the way. And you go home immediately. If you're like I was, you go home and you start preparing for that baby to come already. And you know, I, I was blessed. I didn't look real pregnant till I was about six months or so pregnant, but I was out buying maternity clothes because I was anticipating and expecting and preparing for this baby to show up. Amen. Well, that's the way we need to be as the church preparing, expecting because God is on the move. God is doing some great and some mighty things in our midst. And this church, Heart of the Bay Christian Center, we have always been and we will always be a word and a spirit church. We preach the word of God's full and strong and we invite the spirit of God to have his way in our midst. Amen. Wherever God's moving, we're going with it. We're pressing in. Pastor mentioned it this morning. He's had it in his heart. We've been talking about How can we facilitate the move of God even to a greater degree? So the second Sunday of every month, we're having the precept and the prayer time. The fourth Sunday night of every month, we're going to have healing and miracles. And I'm not just saying we're going to talk about it. We're going to have it. Hallelujah. We're going to pray and we're going to expect. And then we're going to see the manifestation. And as I was praying about these things and and the direction that we know that our church is going corporately and we're pressing in and we're preparing and we're getting ready. The Spirit of God seemed to speak to my heart that as we are pressing and as we are moving with the things of the Spirit as a church, then everybody, the individuals in the church need to be in tune with what the Spirit of God is doing. Did you know that a spirit-filled church is made up of spirit-filled believers? Duh! There's a revelation. 
But there's also many people that are filled with the Holy Spirit here. But there are some that are not yet filled. And then there are others that have been filled. But they've allowed the things of this world to cause the Spirit on the inside of them to be drained. Whatever the category you're in, maybe you are filled to overflowing. Thank God for it. Maybe you've been filled and you're a little bit dry right now. Or maybe you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit. Whatever your stage, your phase, I'm telling you, God's got more. There's never a stopping place in God. There's always more to be had. We are progressing from glory to glory to glory hallelujah i know that god's got more in store for us you know i was filled with the holy spirit when i was 11 years old now let me see i might need a calculator i'll get my accountant friend over here ingrid to help me figure it out i'm 56 so that means i've been filled with the holy ghost for 45 years but you know just today I was looking into the Word of God, and I was reading some things from this book. I don't know if we have this in our bookstore or not. It's called Tongues Beyond the Upper Room by Dr. Kenneth E. Hagan. And I was reading some things in there, and I saw some stuff about being filled with the Holy Spirit that I have never seen before. If you are a student of the Word, and your heart is open to the things of the Spirit, you can read the same scriptures over and over again and receive new light and new revelation. So I don't want anybody here tonight when I start reading out of the book of Acts to say, oh no, there she goes again, talking about the day of Pentecost. Do we have to hear that again? Yes, because we are Pentecost. This was not just for the 120 on that day of Pentecost. You are Pentecost. You might say, no, I'm not. I'm charismatic. No, I'm not. I've got the glossolalia experience. Folks, call it whatever you want. You're Pentecost. Because this is where it all began. Amen. Now, I want you to look, first of all, over at Acts chapter 1. You know, there are way, way too many Christians and spirit-filled Christians that have chosen to go through life powerless, defeated, sick, broke. But that's not God's will. We don't have to be powerless. He's given us power. He's given us authority over all the works of the devil. And he has given us one to live on the inside of us called the Holy Spirit to be our teacher, to be our guide, to be our helper, to be our instructor, to show us things that we don't see, to show us the way out of the attacks and the strategies of the enemy. We are not left Alone, It says in the book of John, he said, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm not going to leave you helpless. I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to give you one. The Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. He'll be with you forever. And he will give you power. Glory to God. So let's begin over in Acts chapter 1. See, I fooled you. I didn't go to Acts chapter 2 first. Acts chapter 1. Very interesting. You may know this, you may not, but Acts chapter 1 has some verses that are written in red. This means Jesus was speaking. This chapter here, in this passage of scripture, this occurred at Jesus' last appearance to his disciples after he was resurrected. You know, Jesus resurrected and then he walked on this earth for a period of time and he showed himself to some people and he came and he instructed his disciples. This was his last word to them before he ascended to the father, before he ascended to heaven. Now, if this was the last thing that he said to them, don't you think we ought to take heed? Don't you think it's very important? 
You know, if you're going on a long trip or something and you leave your kids or grown kids, you leave them at home, the last thing you say to them is what you really want them to remember. Lock the door and don't let any strangers in the house. You know, whatever it may be. So Jesus, this was vital. This was important. And let's look here actually to get the full impact of this at verse 4 of Acts chapter 1. We'll look at the King James and then I want to read verse 8 out of the Amplified. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Now go on down to verse 8, and I want to look at it in the Amplified. But you shall receive... Power. Everybody say power. Power. Say it again. You shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. What is he saying here? I am going to endue you with a source, with a power source, so that when I am gone physically from this earth, you're going to be able to go about and do the works that I did. You're going to be able to go about and cast out devils. You're going to be able to go about and lay hands on the sick and see them recover. I am giving you that same power that you've seen me operate right in is now going to be on the inside of you. And not only is it going to be a power, there's going to be an ability. There's going to be a might that's not of you. It's of me. It's from heaven. Hallelujah. There's going to be a Holy Ghost infusion. There's going to be a tiger come into your tank. Maybe you've been a little pussycat, but now you're going to be a roaring tiger. For me, it's what he's saying. Hallelujah. If you're here tonight, perhaps you've had difficulty standing up for Jesus. You've, you've just been afraid to give your Christian witness and to let your light shine. I got good news for you. You come to the right place tonight. Because one of the signs of being endued with this power is you will be a witness. This power, it comes upon us for us to infuse us on the inside, to strengthen us on the inside. But it's also upon us for others that we may be a witness, that we may lay hands on the sick, that we may bring deliverance to the oppressed. Hallelujah. Oh, thank God. One of the things that Jesus told his disciples when he appeared to them is he told them, go And wait until you be endued with this power. And then I love this. He said, and bring Peter with you. Now, how many of you know about Peter? You know what Peter did? Peter denied the Lord three times after he said, oh, no, Lord, I'll die with you. Few minutes later, he couldn't stand up to a little girl and say that he knew Jesus. That's weakness. That's being cowardly. But Jesus said to the other disciples, make sure that Peter comes. Because when he knew when Peter came in contact with the Holy Ghost power, that he was going to be changed into another person. He knew that one encounter with the Holy Ghost, Peter was going to rise up and be the man that he had called him to be. So he said, make sure that Peter comes. Well, we can read over in Acts chapter 2 that Peter was there. And Peter got filled with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And he got so drunk on the Spirit of God along with the 120 that he stumbled out into the streets. And the Bible says that he was the one that stood up. Oh, I love that. He stood up before he cowled down. Before he tried to hide. Before he was ashamed to be called one of his. Is this doing this? Okay. Well, it looks pretty anyway, huh? For a minute. Hallelujah. 
Do you hear it? I can't yeah. see it. We're talking about Peter. <laughs> talking about being changed. I had Lord world change there. Anyhow, he's the one that stood up and preached hallelujah on the day of Pentecost. And the Bible says 3,000 souls were added into the kingdom of God. Not bad for his first evangelistic crusade. Hallelujah. Some of you in here tonight, you may be thinking, well, I just can't be bold. I just can't tell people about Jesus. But I want you to know you can't in yourself, but in him and through him and infused by the Holy Ghost, you can do all things. The Holy Spirit comes. He is our charger. I heard this today. I wrote this down. The Holy Spirit is our charger, our changer. And our rearranger. (laughs) He will charge you up. He will change situations. And he will rearrange things in your life. Hallelujah. If you will give him free course. Hallelujah. We haven't even read Acts chapter 2 yet. But what we have already been talking about is the number one benefit of being filled with the Holy Spirit. And what we're going to be covering tonight are some benefits... Of being filled with the Holy Spirit. The number one benefit is power. Hallelujah. Power to bring about change. Glory be to God. I believe as we're looking at this outpouring. And the rest of these benefits tonight. There's going to be a new hunger. A new craving. A new desire. For the supernatural. Because that's what it is. Being filled with the Holy Spirit. Is supernatural. Hallelujah. It's the entrance into the greater things of God. Amen. Well, let's look over here. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Before we get into that, I just sense that, you know, I just want to say this because there's some people in here that you're not filled And you've been waiting and waiting upon God to fill you. But you know, it is not up to God. It's up to us. It's up to us to receive the precious, special gift of the Holy Spirit. And I grew up in a good Pentecostal church. We used to have testimony services every Sunday night. Can I get a witness? (laughs) And a lot of the folks would get up and say, I'm saved, sanctified. Filled with the Holy Ghost. And hot and fire. <laughs> I got some Pentecostal help up here. Saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. And you know, when they would say that, it was like they were looking back to the day that they got saved. Looking back to the day that they got filled with the Holy Ghost. And that's wonderful to remember those milestones in our life. But folks, getting filled with the Holy Spirit is not the stopping place. Listen, getting filled with the Holy Ghost and speaking in other tongues is not a destination. It's a departure. It's a doorway. It's an entrance into the more that God has for us. It's not like, you know, oh, okay, I've been tearing. And by the way, we don't have to tarry for the Holy Ghost either. I knew people growing up, oh man, they'd say, I've been tarrying now, now these 20 years. I've been tarrying. And I know when Jesus gets ready, he's going to fill me with the Holy Ghost. No, we don't need to tarry. All we need to do is believe and receive. Jesus told them to go tarry in the city of Jerusalem because it was a Moed. It was a fixed date that the Holy Spirit was initially going to be poured out. But not anymore. Hallelujah. We believe and we receive and we get filled hallelujah so if anybody in here tonight has been tarrying and been waiting on jesus to fill them i got good news he's here and he's gonna fill you tonight hallelujah to overflowing getting speaking in tongues that's good speaking in tongues is not a destination it's a departure it's a doorway 
into the supernatural and into the deeper things of God. We haven't arrived when we get filled with the Holy Ghost. We're just getting started. Woo! Hallelujah! And oh, what fun we're going to have. Praise the Lord. Speaking in tongues is the entrance into the supernatural gifts and into the supernatural equipment that God has for us. Now, I don't normally do this, but I love this that Brother Hagin said in here so much. I'm going to read this. It's on page 118, but I know none of you have your book. (laughs) Receiving the Holy Spirit is so much more than just the initial spiritual experience. I believe this is the whole crux of the matter. The point where so many believers miss it. They keep looking back to the day when they got filled with the Holy Spirit. But the baptism of the Holy Ghost is so much more than a one-time experience. The third person of the Godhead actually comes to fill to fill believers with divine power that enables them to live their lives supernaturally from that moment forward. How many of you want to walk and live in the supernatural? How many of you are tired of just having to figure everything out in your mind and try to stress and strive to make things happen? We have at our disposal the supernatural, the divine intervention of God. We have the wisdom of the Father. We have the ability to pray in the Holy Spirit. And as we pray in the Holy Spirit, those things, that direction that we need, He will enlighten us to our mind hallelujah what a joy what a privilege to be able to walk in the supernatural we are a supernatural people and we serve a supernatural god now let's look over at the initial outpouring acts chapter 2 verse 1 through 4 i don't know how far we're going to get in our benefits but hallelujah (laughs) we'll be here next time Acts chapter 2, verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. This scripture is so rich. And I don't care how many times you've read it. You need to take it to heart and look at it and say, Lord, what are you speaking to me about it today? One thing he's speaking to us is that the Holy Spirit came suddenly. Do you want some suddenlies in your life? Are you tired of just pushing and pulling and stressing and stranging? I believe it's time for the suddenlies. For God to show up with that Holy Ghost interception. And to change the course of some of your lives. He came upon them suddenly. And then it says it was a sound from where? Sound from where? Do you know that small wars have been fought over where tongues came from? There are good people that love God, but they get up and they say that tongues are of the devil. My Bible doesn't say there was a sound from hell and they all began to speak in other tongues. It was a sound from heaven. Tongues are not of the devil. If tongues were of the devil, then all these people in prison that have committed horrible crimes and are not born again, they'd be speaking in tongues. You could go over here to the hollow leg and all these people getting stone drunk would be speaking in tongues. Because if they're of the devil, then people that are full of the devil would be acting like the devil. Folks, it wasn't a sound from hell. It's from heaven. Hallelujah. It's from heaven to bless us. It's from heaven to empower us. It's from heaven to equip us. Glory be to God. And then it says that they were tongues of fire that sat upon them. 
Now, when I was growing up, you probably had these if you were in a Pentecostal church, those little pictures in your Sunday school class, and it had all the people sitting there holding hands and their heads bowed in this little flick of the bick above their head. <laughs> That's not how it happened. <laughs> Listen, Brother Craig, let me fill you in here. <laughs> It was tongues of fire that sat upon them. It wasn't just a little bitty flick of the bick. I've used this illustration many times, but I'll do it for Craig because he don't know. (laughs) The Holy Ghost literally sat upon them. And when you sat upon somebody, they feel you. When you set upon somebody, your full weight comes down upon them. That was a hearty old yeah, see. <laughs> but that's what happened. The Holy Ghost literally came and he sat upon them and he consumed them. He wrapped his fiery wings around them and they became wall to wall Holy Ghost from the top of their head to the soles of their feet they were infused with power and fire the Bible says he will fill you with Holy Ghost and with fire our God is a consuming fire and when we get filled with the Holy Ghost there are things that are burned out of us Just like with Peter, burned out of him, fear and being timid and being a coward was burned out of him when he got filled with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And that fire not only burns things out of us, but it also brands things into us. A brand is something that's really hot. Some of you may have grown up where you branded cattle or you branded livestock. I grew up around that. I get a witness over there with Sean and Melody. And you know, my, my dad's name was John Edwards. We had a brand. It was a J like this. And then the rest of it was three little lines for E. And we would buy new cattle. And one of the first things that he would do is get out that fire brand. And he would brand his initials onto those cattle. And so if they ever strayed over into a neighbor's pasture or field and got out, it's all that somebody had to do was look at that brand. And it was known all over the place. We knew each other's brands. You are a firebrand of God. And when you get born again, and when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, He takes out His fire iron, and He brands on you. Purchased possession. He brands on you. Bought with a price. He brands on you. Belongs to me. (laughs) Then He sets on you. You've got some things branded in your heart by the Holy Ghost. You know, many times when you first get filled with the Holy Ghost, God already, He puts in your heart your purpose, your destiny, your call. Yes, when you get born again, you're a new creation and and things begin to unfold in your life. But there's a new dimension when you get filled With the Holy Ghost. I've heard men and women of God say. From the time they got filled. With the Holy Ghost. The gifts of the Spirit. Began to operate in their lives. God equipped them. For the office. And the call. That they were to stand in. And the same thing happens. In believers lives. When you get filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. He puts that. On the inside of you, your destiny is in there. The equipping that you need to carry out all that he has in store for you is branded in your spirit. Now we have the responsibility through praying in the Holy Ghost to pray those things out. So that we can see and we can know and we can understand how he wants us. To walk in them. Amen. Which actually leads me to one of the other benefits. Praying in the Holy Spirit is a supernatural means to speaking to God. So if you say, well, can't you just talk to God in your language? Well, of course you can. But have you ever been on your knees 
worshiping the Lord with all that is within you. You're saying, I love you, I praise you, I magnify you, and all the words you can think of. And then you just like, oh, I need to say something else. I can't express it with my own language. How much you mean to me? Then out of your spirit. Lord, I just got to tell you in tongues how great and how wonderful you are. Glory be to God. Speaking to him in an unknown tongue. Speaking to him with our heavenly language helps us to express what's down deep on the inside of us. It expresses our love and it helps us to pray out those things that need to be prayed out. Supernatural means of speaking to God. Let's look over at 1 Corinthians chapter 14. We'll look at verse 2. First we'll look in the King James. And then I want to look at it in the Amplified. Hallelujah. Oh, I hope this isn't too elementary for you tonight. You need to be grabbing hold. Hallelujah. What a privilege. What a benefit. To be able to supernaturally communicate with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. Out of our spirit, spirit to spirit. That's what happens when you pray in the Holy Spirit. When you sing in the spirit. You The Bible says, even when we speak in tongues, we give thanks well. Hallelujah. We speak divine mysteries. Oh, I love it. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 2 in the King James. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men but unto God. For no man understandeth him. Howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. One translation of that word mystery says divine secrets. Hallelujah. <laughs> Oh, no man understands what we say when we are speaking in tongues. We are talking divine secrets to the Father. And I am thoroughly convinced not only does man not understand, but neither does the devil. And that is one of the reasons he has fought tongues so much. Because he can't get in on what you're saying. And I know that people speak in other languages. And you know, you might speak in Spanish or French or whatever when you are, are praying in tongues. But there's something about it. When we are speaking from our spirit, it becomes like a Holy Ghost Morse code. And God jabbers it all up and he blocks all the channels and the devil can't understand it. It's a divine hotline. To heaven. Some of you say, man, isn't it cool that our president has a divine hotline? You know, you can pick up this red phone and be in chart and touch with all these people around the world. Well, that is awesome and that's cool. But we got something cooler. Hallelujah. We can immediately begin to pray in tongues and be in contact with our heavenly father instantly. Hallelujah. And he knows what we're saying. But the devil doesn't. Ha 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 ha. Woo, I like it. Oh, there's value. There's value to speaking divine secrets. Now look in the amplified of that same passage. For one who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not to men, but to God. For no one understands or catches his meaning because in the Holy Spirit he utters secret truths and hidden things not obvious to the understanding. Oh, aren't you glad that you are not limited by what you know up here? But when you get over into that place called spirit, And you speak out of your heart in that divine heavenly language. Things that are, things that are not obvious to your understanding become fruitful 
and that direction that you need, that wisdom that you've been crying out for comes up from the inside, not out here somewhere, not in your mind, but in your spirit lies the answers and the directions that we need. Now, how do we tap in to these things that we don't understand? These things that are not obvious to our understanding. I'm going to quote Dad Hagen. He says, by taking time to really pray in tongues and spend time with God on a daily basis... We will, if we will make an effort to maintain a spirit filled life by praying much in other tongues. Everybody say much. Much. This is not a case where a little dab will do you. Some people get up in the morning and they say, Good morning, Lord. Others get up in the morning and say, Good Lord, it's morning. Whatever you say in the morning, you jump in your car and you're like, on the way to work, oh, praise you, praise you. And then you say a couple of words in tongues, shundalai, shundalai. Well, God bless you, but that's not what this is talking about. It's saying if we will spend some extra time, everybody say extra time, daily communicating with him, spirit to spirit. Now, I'm all for prayer list. If you have your prayer list, you've got your devotions, great, fine, wonderful. But don't get locked in until you've got 25 things on your prayer list. The first two, I mean, you're intensely praying about them. You get down to about number 10, 12, 15, bless them, bless them, bless them. Whatever, i got to go to work. No. Be led, even in your devotional time. Spend some time. If you got to drive to work, turn the radio off. It's just full of bad news anyway. Turn the radio off and turn God on. Hallelujah. And start from your spirit. Not what you think you need to pray about, but just start praying in tongues. And then the Holy Spirit will take hold together with us. And He will help us to pray What needs to be prayed about? You know, God knows what's going on in the world. God knows what's going on in your life. God knows what's going on with your kids. And if you just try to pray for your family and pray for your kids out of what you see, you could be discouraged. And you could be very limited. But if you will say, Lord, today I'm lifting up my family. Today, I'm lifting up my son. I'm lifting up my daughter. And Father, I don't know how to pray the perfect will concerning this situation. I know in what I see, I am limited. But thank God I'm hooked up with a supernatural God who sees all things, who knows all things. He knows what I need to say. He knows what I need to pray. So I'm going to yield myself to the Holy Spirit. I'm lifting them up and now I'm and start saying it in tongues. It'll keep you out of talking doubt and unbelief anyway. Hallelujah. Because did you know that when you, you can't be praying in tongues and speaking doubt. When we speak in the Holy Spirit, the Bible says he causes us to speak what he hears the father speak. Did you know that the father's not up there saying, yeah, I'm telling you, you got the worst kids I have ever seen. (laughs) They are so rebellious and I I just don't know what I'm going to do about you. I don't know. I think I'm just going to write you off. No, whatever the father speaks is good. Whatever the father speaks is faith. So he from the throne room of God, the Holy Spirit transmits to our spirit what God is saying about your situation. And then it's the drops in your spirit and you yield and you speak it out in the spirit. And it causes it. To come to pass because you are speaking the divine will, plan, and purpose of God. Amen? Amen. Now, wonderful, another wonderful benefit. We'll just look at maybe one more. Of speaking in other tongues is for personal and spiritual 
edification. The Apostle Paul knew the value of speaking in tongues. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, we're right there. But in verse 18, he says, I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than y'all. I liked him because he was from the south. He said, y'all. I speak in tongues more than y'all. Hallelujah. But what? I mean, that was a statement for him to be saying that to the church at Corinth because these people were extreme in speaking in tongues and in flowing in the gifts. But he said, don't boast yourself in that. I speak in tongues more than all of you put together. He knew the value of speaking in other tongues. Now let's look at verse 4 of this same chapter. This is what we're talking about. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself, but he that prophesieth edifieth the church. That word edify there literally means to charge, to charge up. How many of you, I know, I'm sure no one in here has ever left the lights on in your car. Before we had those kind that went off by themselves. Thank God for those cars. But before that ever happened, I've done that. Have you done that? Forget to turn the lights off. And you go outside, turn, the battery is dead. If the battery's dead, what do you got to do? Charge the battery! Or you're not going anywhere. That's what this is literally saying here. He that speaks in an unknown tongue charges his battery. If you're stuck, if you're dry, if you feel like your life is not going anywhere, you might need a good charge. Hallelujah. You might need a jumper cable from the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Get hooked up. To the power source. Let him charge you. And he'll set you on course. He'll put your feet a dancing. Hallelujah. He'll cause you to get on that path. That he has created for you. When we charge up our inner man. That means that we are strong. On the inside. And when you are strong. On the inside, you are ready for anything and everything that the devil brings your way. Because when you are built up on the inside, hallelujah, then you know who you are in Christ. You know that you are more than a conqueror. It's important to have a strong spirit. The Bible says a strong spirit of a man will sustain him. How many of you want to be sustained? Then charge yourself up by praying in the Holy Ghost. Glory be to God. Now let's look at another one here. We got time. Which one shall we look at? (laughs) Well, let's look at this one. Praying in the Holy Spirit also stimulates faith. This scripture is right in conjunction with what we just read. Let's look at Jude Verse 20. There's only one chapter in that little guy. Jude 20. Oh, don't you love the word? Every service around here is different, but every service is important. Anointed and appointed. In the Amplified. But you, beloved, build yourselves up. Founded on your most holy faith. Make progress. Rise like an edifice. Higher and higher. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Make progress. We're not to stay the same. I don't care if you have been saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost for 50 years. You still got some progress to make. You still can grow in the things of God. None of us have arrived. He said if we will pray in the Holy Ghost, we will make progress and it will cause our spirit to rise like an edifice, like a building goes up layer at a time store at a time floor at a time the more you pray in the holy
Holy Ghost, the higher you're going in the things of God, the more your life is rising up and being built on the foundation of God. Praying in the Spirit stimulates our faith. Now, praying in the Spirit will not give you faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, according to Romans 10, 17. But praying in the Holy Spirit will stimulate that faith that you already have on the inside of you. I'm telling you, it's important for us to stir up what's been given to us. Stir up the gift of God. Praying in the Spirit will make you more conscious and more aware of God's presence. When you talk to somebody on a regular basis, you're pretty much aware that you're there. I know when Pastor Mark's home because I talk to him. His presence is in the house. When you speak in other tongues, you are giving place to God in your life. You are communicating to Him. And it's causing even things that have laid dormant on the inside of you to be stirred up. I heard this beautiful example, again, of people, you know, that that thought they had to tarry for the Holy Spirit. People that thought they, you know, had to work up something before God would heal them. Seeking to be filled and seeking God to heal them. And this man of God came to town and he said, you don't have to tarry anymore. Jesus died for your sins. He bore your sicknesses. I'll lay hands on you. You can be healed tonight. Then you can also be filled with the Holy Spirit. He said he began to note time after time when people would finally yield to the Holy Spirit. It's not a problem, a power problem in heaven if you haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit. It's on our end of not knowing how to yield and knowing how to receive. So he'd give them instruction. And he said time after time, he saw that when people would receive the Holy Spirit and begin speaking in other tongues, they would instantly be healed. And he said, Lord, what about that? And he said, because when they receive the Holy Spirit, it's stimulating their faith. And it's causing that faith to rise up. And they're like, oh, I can speak in tongues. And that faith came up. And when the faith rose up, it it, it affected every area. It healed their body as well. So you might have some other areas in your life. Well, yeah, I speak in other tongues, but I got this going on. And I got that going on. Praying in the Holy Ghost will help you with every issue, with every affair that's going on in your life. Oh, what a benefit. Oh, what a helper. God had a divine plan in mind when he sent the Lord Jesus Christ. And he had a, oh my, what a plan. He had in mind and he put in place when he said, I am going to endue my people with power from on high. Let's all stand and let's just begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. If you are filled with the Spirit, begin to exercise your prayer language. You don't have to wait for a filling. You don't have to wait till you know, oh, well, God, I need to fill you. No. Notice even in Acts chapter 2, it said they were filled with the Holy Ghost and they began to speak. It's a matter of yielding. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just take a moment. Let's just charge this atmosphere with expectancy. So everybody that is filled with the Holy Spirit, pray in tongues right now. We give you place. We give you place. To do what you want to do. Say what you want to say. Oh, my Adida Rabaha. Oh, my Nanya Nanola Lady Bra. 
Gresha Kuresha, Gresha Dodolete, Gresha Lalala Nakareta Saha, Gresha Notre Galendora Lalavigadra, O Madana Nima Dodeda Bagarata, Gato Sobreke, E Gresha Andoto, Ondrandora Lalala Dandre, Gianto Tosha Caradala de Edoro Sobreke, Narasatara, O Bacara Subrikidata. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now this is what God's wanting to do in our midst. Started off talking about it. We are going up in this church. We are stepping into some places we haven't walked before. We're going to experience the supernatural on a new level and a new plane. And I know that you all want to go, right? You all want to be a part of what God is doing, not just in this church. God's doing it in the body of Christ, wherever there are hungry hearts that are crying out, wherever there are people that are saying, here I am, Lord. Yes, I'm hungry. Here we are, Lord. Yes, we want you to have your will. We want you to have your way. I said, speaking in tongues is the doorway to the supernatural. Now, I know that there are people in here tonight who have not been filled with the Holy Spirit. There are also people that have been filled, but you are no longer actively speaking in tongues. You've let it lie dormant. So I want to invite you tonight. We can have the musicians go ahead and come. We don't have to have music, but that's fine. Are you hungry? Do you desire more? Do you want all that God has for you? If that's you tonight and you've not yet been filled to overflowing, speaking in other tongues, just make your way down here. You know, he promises us. Jesus always confirms his word with signs following. Don't let the enemy talk you out of it. Don't let fear hold you back. I know it may be new to some folks here, but God's not going to hurt you. He's not going to harm you. He's got good things in store for you. So just respond, hallelujah, as we worship the Lord. If you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, or perhaps at one time you did speak in tongues and it's been lying dormant, the Bible talks about refillings. Where we can be filled afresh and anew. That may be you tonight. If that's you, you come.